With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Lawn bowling is more than just a game. There's no talking on the green. Welcome to Without Bias. Brought to you by Apia, proudly supporting Bowls Australia. Apia, dedicated specialists ready to help. Call 13 50 50. Apia, get set, go. Local legends wanted. A Bowls Green is just up the road. Search Bowls Clubs near me. Uh, yes, welcome. Uh, great to have your company on Without Bias. Another week where we delve into the wonderful world of lawn bowls. Sam Hargraves here, and we've got a very, very big show. Joining us uh, in segment two, Barry Lester, one of our favourites, and uh, probably everyone's favourite, Jackaroo, and uh, amateur winemaker extraordinaire. So looking forward to catching up with big, bad, bustling Barry Lester a little bit later on. But uh, first and foremost, I say that this show has a lot of clout, and we go right to the top. Uh, whenever we can, and it's serendipitous that when you do, when you are a show with clout and you want to go straight to the top, well, why don't we go to the man that's just been newly elected World Bowls president? He's a former president of Bowls Australia, and uh, ironically enough, his name is Daryl Clout. Daryl, hello to you, my friend. Yeah, that was uh, quite a, quite an introduction, Sam. Thanks for that. Uh, no trouble. Well, I'm sure you've heard this joke a thousand times, Daryl, but when you've got a surname Clout, then you were just destined to hold top office. Remains to be seen how much uh, clout I do have, but uh, thanks for the uh, what I think was an intended as a compliment. Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, we'll talk us through it. Is in all seriousness, this is an incredibly prestigious honour uh, and 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 a, and and a, and a position of, uh, of of great importance. Uh, there probably isn't a position with greater importance in the world of lawn bowls. So congratulations in all sincerity. It is a, a, a wonderful achievement, and you should be incredibly proud. And I'm sure um, Bowls Australia and everybody involved. In, uh, that everyone involved with bowls in Australia is uh, absolutely proud of you as well. Uh, talk us through how this all came about, Daryl. What was the process? Well, it was uh, came as a bit of a surprise to to me and and to the rest of the board when the uh, when our current president John Bell uh, decided to resign um, last week. Yes, it's only been a week since uh, since I've held the title. Um, his resignation created a casual vacancy, uh, which I've filled, uh, which the board elected me to fill until the next uh, annual general meeting, which is scheduled for the Commonwealth Games next year in, in uh, Birmingham. So I'm in the job initially for a period of 12 months. Uh, so, you know, the fact that I've, I've, I've taken this, this position as still sinking in. As a, as a result of that, of course, I was the Oceania Regional Director, so now there's a vacancy in that position, and uh, and this week the board called for nominations to uh, to fill that Oceania position. Did you have aspirations for, for the position after you finished up at, at Bowls Australia? 
I had advised the board uh, some time ago, uh, not long after my election, that I was interested in standing when uh, when John Bell's term ended uh, at, at, as I said, next year's Commonwealth Games. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the board was, I guess, on notice, and uh, there are a number of uh, our members who were aware that uh, I, I expressed an interest in, in uh, nominating for the position when the time came. How proud are you? How proud are you of the fact that you're just the third Australian to hold that office? Yeah, well, it's as I said, it's still sinking in, but I certainly feel honoured to become the third uh, World Bowls president from Australia and from from the Oceania region. Uh, I guess it isn't every day that someone from Australia becomes the president of an international sports federation. Although in, I got close in, in a previous life where I was the vice president of the International Softball Federation for eight years before uh, before changing over to bowls. But um, I think it's a recognition of the experience that people from our region have at, at the, the highest level of sports administration. And it's a compliment, uh, I guess, to the structures we have in place in many of the sports we play. Uh, and in our case, in the administration and, uh, and the delivery of bowls in particular here in Australia. Yeah, they are. I know I've got... Sorry, I know I've got high standards to maintain to be able to follow in the footsteps of uh, the past Australian presidents, Betty Collins and Joe Ahrens. And uh, it was nice that uh, I got uh, very complimentary messages and and uh, offers of support from both of them uh, when I was appointed. Oh, that's fantastic. You, you labelled the challenges that the sport will face over the next 12 months in terms of COVID. Uh, what are some of the difficulties you expect to face? Well, as, as we all know, life in a pandemic has obviously had a tremendous impact on, on not only bowls but sport around the world, but particularly bowls. Um, every one of our, our more than 50 member countries has been affected to some degree in, in the way we've been able to deliver the sport to our members. And one of the most obvious effects has been the struggle to be able to maintain a revenue base, to be able to continue to, to deliver programs as, as close to what we remembered as normal as possible. Uh, so in an effort to help uh, those people, uh, those members, a decision last year to reduce their annual membership fees to went some way to assist in mitigating their losses. And, and that reduction continues uh, into this coming year, as we've advised all members. But, but that's, that presents a challenge. It has a corresponding effect on our own revenue at World Bowls with, with our membership fees making up the vast majority of our income. And how we recover from that financial hit, uh, that's going to be a challenge in the coming months and years. Also, um, I think that also challenging will be each of our members maintaining and uh, and hopefully eventually growing their membership base. With with some countries having to go through lockdowns, which meant no bowls was able to be played for long periods of time, and that's what's happened here in Australia. It's a perfect example of that, where many of our states have have had to impose restrictions at varying times, which meant no bowls were being played anywhere. And, and many clubs have been completely closed, no income stream from, from non-bowls activities at all. So that's a, a challenge to, to get back to, as I said, what I called near normal at some time in the future. We're speaking to the newly elected World Bowls President, Daryl Clout, former President of Bowls Australia on Without Bias, proudly brought to you by APIA, supporting Bowls Australia. APIA, a dedicated specialist, ready to help call 135050. And for Bowls Australia, local legends wanted a Bowls Green is just up the road. Search Bowls Clubs near me. Daryl, the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, just under a year away. How will the plans be affected by the pandemic guidelines still in place? That's the $64,000 question, Sam. Um... As you say, only 12 months away, still challenges in terms of the pandemic and what the games might look like. Or, although I dare say the organisers will be looking at what's happening with Tokyo at the moment mm. 
and hopefully tapping into the way they've been delivered. Uh, so it's a bit of the unknown at the moment. Uh, I think the organisers are proceeding at the moment as though everything will be going ahead of schedule, so it's a bit of a wait-and-see situation, I think. The next decade poses some really exciting prospects and presents some really exciting prospects for the sport. What are your major goals in the role? Well, in terms of major goals, I'm not thinking too far ahead. I, I, I think that uh, one advantage of the pandemic, if you can call it an advantage, in, in a period where normal activity stopped, mm. uh, has been the opportunity to reflect on exactly where World Bowl sits in terms of its relevance and importance in a global landscape. Uh, we've had the chance to ask just what it is we can offer to our membership in terms of their development, in, in terms of what we have to offer in promoting the sport to help them, how we might grow the game around the world. So we took the opportunity to survey our membership on these questions. Uh, we got quite a positive response, which showed we needed to be able to do more to meet some specific needs. The, the survey showed us that as the world changes, organisations like ours need to keep up with those changes. And to be to be honest and to be brutally frank, we hadn't. So um, to help us do that, the board's decided to conduct a major review of what the sport should look like heading into the next 10, 20 years. How we can do that, what we should be doing, who we need to help us to do it. We're in the process, as we speak, of calling for expressions of interest for a consultant to guide us in that process at the moment. So I see that as a challenge, as an exciting mm. opportunity to reshape the way the sport's delivered. Uh, we'll be involving any of our members who feel they may have a contribution to make during the process so we can get the best possible result. Yeah. I guess through the sport's ownership of the process, if you like. Yeah, it'd be fascinating so to see that's, what's. That's it. Yeah, it'd be fascinating to see what's unearthed as part of of that process. The Olympics are on at the moment. You mentioned Tokyo. Uh, it's a bugbear of anyone involved in lawn bowls that they're not involved in the Olympics. Brisbane gets announced as host of the twenty thirty two Olympics. Uh, so twelve years away, eleven years away. Um, this is a is this the opportunity for bowls to finally enter the Olympics? And if so, what's the next step for world for world bowls to to make sure that what is a already a Commonwealth Games sport becomes finally an Olympic Games sport? Well, I'd like to think it's a great opportunity. I mean, it's fantastic news for Brisbane and for Australia, and and World Bowls and Bowls Australia certainly be putting their hands up to be part of the 2032 program. Uh, uh, most of your listeners would, would probably know that the host country of an Olympics have the right, under the current rules anyway, to nominate sports which aren't usually on the program. So we'll be pushing Bowles' case hard at the appropriate time. Um, Bowles Australia, I know, has already publicly indicated it'll be lobbying to get onto the program and, and World Bowls will be right behind that push. There, there, there are a number of steps to go through in terms of achieving recognition as an Olympic sport and, uh, you know, hand-in-hand hand with Bowls Australia, we'll be following through on trying to meet uh, whatever those requirements might be to gain that recognition and ultimately get onto the program. I see, I see Bowls, you know, as a, as a very low-cost or almost no-cost option for the organisers. Um, the, the, you know, the way that uh, the Commonwealth Games Bowls program was, uh, was delivered uh, just sets the example. I think it sets the benchmark for any uh, organising committee of any, of any event to... Uh, to follow through and to and to uh, possibly uh, recreate what uh, was one of the most successful bowls events uh, ever.
Daryl, it's been fantastic to, to chat to you. Really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the appointment. It is uh, a tremendous honour, thoroughly well-deserved, and uh, we know that you'll do the position proud and uh, and do bowls proud. So congrats again. Thank you so much for, for joining us. It's an incredible period in history for bowls, like it is for a lot of sports coming out of COVID, and then what's next and how do you grow and expand. So a really exciting time uh, in the, the journey of bowls and uh, the possibility of Olympics, well, there's so much on the agenda. So good luck with it all. Sam, thanks for the opportunity, and uh, I feel honoured to be on the same program as the great Barry Lister. <laughs> uh, it's very kind of you. I'll pass that on, Daryl. Thanks so much. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Sam. Daryl Clout, newly elected World Bowls President and former President of Bowls Australia, and I think everybody would be over the moon uh, for him and really excited about what he'll be able to do to uh, progress bowls, uh, not just in Australia, but around the world. You're listening to Without Bias. It's all for Bowls Australia. Local legends wanted. Search Bowls Clubs near me and for Apia, proudly supporting Bowls Australia. Barry Lester will join us next. From the white outdoors to the great indoors, this is Without Bias. Brought to you by Apia, proudly supporting Bowls Australia. Local legends wanted. A Bowls Green is just up the road. Search Bowls Clubs near me. Ah, uh, yes, welcome back to Without Bias, our dedicated lawn bowl show on SEN. Sam Hargraves with you. It was so, uh, it was an honour to chat to the newly appointed president uh, of World Bowls, Daryl Clout, uh, in the previous segment. You'll be able to hear that full chat, sen.com.au, on the Without Bias page. And we do it all for Bowls Australia, local legends wanted a bowls club. He's just up the road. Search bowls clubs near me. And for Apia, dedicated specialist, ready to help, call 135050 Apia, get, set, go. Uh, always great to chat to this man. He is uh, one of, if not the favourite uh, that we chat to on Without Bias. He's a current jackaroo, a man that's uh, got a lot of medals and trophies in the cabinet and I just spoke to Daryl Clout uh, as I mentioned who um, said to me that uh, Barry Lester is one of his favourite people so uh, who better to speak to after the new president of World Bowls than one of his favourite people Barry Lester hello mate Oh, thanks very much, Sam. And yes, uh, Daryl, uh, congratulations on your new appointed role, mate. You will do very well at that. It's very exciting for um, for him and, and not only someone from Australia in that role, mate. So it's really good. Uh, it certainly is. I did make a joke that I'm sure he's heard a thousand times when I said with a surname like Clout, then you, you were destined for top office. <laughs> he didn't find it as funny as I did, to be fair. But in saying that, he's probably heard that joke nigh on, you know, 10,000 times. <laughs> Yeah, no, he likes a bit of banter, Daryl, and he was uh, a fantastic um, Bowls Australia president, and yeah, we loved having him around the camp, and uh, yeah, it's been a while since I caught up with him, but yeah, he'll do a great job uh, doing that particular role and in, the, in these testing times. Hey, mate, it's been a while since we caught up with you, but uh, you've been busy. Uh, Australian Open, obviously, up in your neck of the woods uh, over the, well, in uh, about a month ago now, um, you hosted some masterclasses for Apia throughout that Australian Open. Uh, you talked about it. Last week, the physical and mental strength training. This week, uh, you want to talk about the technique and technical drills. First off, how much did you originally train technically or technically when you first started out? Mm. Yeah, well, I was very fortunate. And the club I played at, we had a guy by the name of John Snell, OAM, a uh, legend in the game. Plus, I had a guy called Jack Unmack, 
who spent a lot of time with me. And Jack was definitely one that got the camera out, the old camcorder back there, mate. That's that's sort of uh, late 90s now. But, yeah, he used to put it on the tripod and film my technique. We'd go inside, plug it into the TV and, and look at all the different angles, you know, front on, side on, and, and look at any sort of inconsistencies in the technique. So I really recommend that to anyone out there that wants to really observe their delivery, uh, get an iPad, get in, get someone on their phone. These days you can you can transfer it through to a TV yep. very quickly and easily. And I, I did a lot of that uh, with my technique early days, and that really did help me. So I, I recommend people get out there and try and film their delivery as much as possible. What is the first thing you say to people in terms of their technique to gain ultimate results i mean when we when we talk about golf it, you know it's it's they talk about how far apart your feet are and head down and things like that what a what a, what is the first thing that you need to make sure you've got sorted when it comes to bowls i think uh the one that i always refer to is owning your routine so um and and make sure that bowl after bowl game after game that you stick really true to that routine the best example i can give is that fast bowler in cricket that always steps out their run up to create that consistency so they're running in from the same spot and in bowls it's the same thing you've got to start from the same spot set up your routine know your line and length you know set up your your grip and everything and, and then start to, to sort of approach the mat similar to a fast bowler and the thing is the fast bowler might be having a good day or a bad day but they go back to the top of that mark and then they'll run in from the same spot and, and with bowls we've got to have that continuity in our routine so have that routine and then throughout the delivery make sure you're working on the things such as balance and and making sure there's no sort of lateral movements in 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 that delivery and turning offline making sure you stay square to your your object so just give us the simple steps that you give to people for that first up quality delivery technique yeah, I break it down to three letters, P-A-D. So prepare, so get all your preparation sorted. Look how far you have to roll the bowl, how wide you need to send it out. And that's in all your preparation with your grip and start to visualise the bowl going down the green. Uh, get all that out of the way. You don't want to be thinking about all that when you're at the mat. And then when you actually uh, set up, then approach, the so P-A, and then the D is the delivery. And, and you want to have a clear as mind as possible when you're at the mat. Hence the reason you put a lot of uh, focus into the preparation uh, section of your delivery, uh, similar to a lot, lot of other sports. You know, a golfer will look down the hole before teeing the ball and uh, and look at all the, you know, the, the characteristics of that particular hole and then walk up and address the ball. So uh, in bowls, we can look at a lot of sports like that. And I think having those simple, uh, that simple system of PAD, prepare, approach, deliver, it'll put you in a, in a really good frame of mind. What are some of the drills that you train and that you'd encourage others to undertake in order for... Uh, them to use uh, with different weights? Yeah, there are some really fun drills. You can go there and do it with uh, teammates or even just a partner or a family friend, whatever it may be. You can go out and do some fun stuff. And I always look at uh, a leapfrog drill. Leapfrog is just setting up two targets, maybe three or four metres apart, and looking to roll a bowl inside the target and add weight as you go. So roll one down at a certain distance and then keep adding weight, so leapfrogging. And then you can see that your technique's sound enough that you can deliberately put weight on. And then you can do a reverse uh, leapfrog in terms of bowling a bowl towards the back of that target and then taking weight off every delivery. So that will make sure, uh, give you a bit of a, an example or, or some identify that you can actually put weight on and, and take weight off, which is a very hard part of the sport, but it would show um, in evidence that your delivery is quite sound. So that's a, a good fun drill you can go out there and do. 
And you've got some other simple drills. It's just a grouping drill. Bowl one, bowl down the green, and then have the next three try and finish within a metre. So there's some stuff you can do. And the beauty of those drills, Sam, is that they all every bowl has some form of outcome. It's not a bowl that has no meaning. And then you can look down the green and see where they finished, and you can identify identify that and look to improve. Speaking to Barry Lester on Without Bias, so with that, Baz, if you're trying to make a correction to the bowl you've previously delivered, what are some of the things you can do on the practice green to nail them. Just, I mean, that's, I always find yeah. that the hardest thing. When I put one down, I go, right, well, I know where <laughs> I wanted to be and I know where I'm at. If I could just do this, then I think it'd be okay. Yeah, probably a good one for me is putting a number on things. So, you know, if you feel that though your bowl has gone two metres past your target, think two metres in your delivery. So try and deliver a bowl that has two metres less weight. And that generally comes from two key areas, and that's your pendulum. So how how quick or how far back you're taking the bowl in your swing and then how much body weight you've got involved with that delivery. So ideally, we want those two major components working together. So the pendulum, which is our arm swing, and our stepping momentum, so our body weight, we want them working together. So if you can really um, have those working really well and, and the timing's right, you'll be able to correct easily. So for me, I look down the green and I'll look, I'll look at a number four or five feet wide where I've got to send my bowl. That gives me a, a number I can work with. And then when the when I look down the green, whether I'm bowling to a jack or a bowl, I will put a number on how many metres away that is from the mat, 27, 28, 30 metres, and I'll try and deliver a bowl that um, replicates that, that yardage. So uh, there's some really good stuff you can go out and do. And you can put cones down on the green or golf tees or um, bar coasters, and there's some stuff there you can use as targets to really um, harness all that. Many different types of bowls that people can use. How do you figure out which ones are best for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm very well supported by Aero Bowls. And uh, one of the things that makes me use that product is two, well, probably two things. They're made in Australia, so they're made in Sydney. I like to support the fact that they're made here in Australia. And the other one is that they, they use the latest and greatest technology. So I'm very comfortable picking up that bowl. So Aero Bowls use a machine, a CNC machine, that's um, uh, like basically a robot and that builds a bowl. And, and I've seen the robots make these bowls uh, in person. And once you see a bowl made by that kind of technology, you're pretty confident going out there and, and, uh, and using it to the best of your ability. And knowing what weight they are and, and exactly what size, so comfort and control. When you pick up a bowl, it's got to feel good, not only the weight of it, but the grip of it. And if it doesn't, put it back down and try something else. So that comfort and control is absolutely key. How long did it take you and how long should it take to gain that, that smooth action that we see the very best like yourself uh, employ? How long did it take you to master? Yeah, well, there's definitely always some kinks in my delivery. There still is now and I'm always trying to, to fix them. But the, I think the, the art or the ability to try and deliver a bowl smooth, it, it really um, involves a lot of lower body strength or flexibility. So you've got to be having a fair bit of uh, quite a strong core and I know some people I've bowled with over the years may not have that. They'll either pull up sore the next day or won't be able to get down quite low enough. And, uh, and these, these people are quite fit, but they're using muscles in their body they're maybe not used to. So, But, yeah, um, for me, if you can get on a, on, a, on a synthetic or a really firm surface, you know, a carpet or something like that, um, and really hone in on getting the bowl away down the centre of the bowl and, and as smooth as you can on something really firm, that'll test you out and not only it being firm it, it might make a sound if you drop it so it'll, it'll probably make you feel a bit bad when you hear a sound too sam so 
Uh, there's some of the things I used to work on, and I really encourage people that are uh, trying to take their game to the next level to try and practice on as many different surfaces as possible to, to really hone in on getting it away smooth. Baz, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. Good on you, Sam. Thanks, mate. Uh, Barry Lester with us on Without Bias. And before we finish up, uh, right at home player of the week, a huge congratulations to Jake Felberg and director Grant Felberg on your achievements at the recent multi-disability Queensland Championships in Mackay. Uh, Jake is a, is a blind bowler and did tremendously well. So thoroughly deserving of our right at home player of the week. A big thanks to Daryl Clout. Big thanks to Barry Lester. That's another edition of Without Bias for Bowls Australia and for Apia. We'll chat to you again next week. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.